Well, since the beginning of the pandemic, everyone has been on edge. The uncertainty, the fear, lack of freedoms in most states have wreaked havoc with our emotions. But what about the mental health of Aussie kids? Recent reports suggest that one in four are experiencing psychological distress. More than 40 are rushed to hospital for self-harm every day, every day. And hundreds are pretending to emergency, are presenting to emergency suffering suicidal ideation. Um, helping us break down these alarming headlines is teacher director of wellbeing and author Daisy Turnbull, who joined us from Sydney. Daisy, good morning. Welcome back to The Morning Show. You're also a crisis support volunteer for Lifeline. What are some of the most significant mental health changes you've observed? I think what we're seeing really is the impact of a lot of isolation and the impact that's having on everyone, but especially on kids and teenagers. It's obviously been improved a little bit with the um, friendship bubble that they've brought in, but we're still seeing increases of teenagers needing to talk to psychologists or counsellors and the long-term impacts of that we still don't know. Yeah, I mean, this bubble, the BFF bubble, has been just a, a terrific and welcome announcement. Any other ideas, Daisy, to help parents navigate the school holidays? Look, the school holidays are tricky because on the one hand, it's good that you don't have all the pressure of having to go through online learning as a you know parent with young kids. But on the other hand, parents are still working and we're all stuck at home. So I think a big part of it is about sectioning off the day effectively so that you've got time where they're, you know, um, you're out of the house for a few hours and times where you're really making iPad free time um, rather than trying to make it so that there's only an hour of iPad a day or whatever it is or screen time. And I think also while you're working and your kids aren't, it's a great opportunity for them to have more responsibility, whether or not that's them making meals or doing more laundry or that kind of thing. They're there and there isn't much else to do. So it's a great chance to get more responsibility. So when the world opens up, they can go and do things because they've built that trust. Mm. Yeah. For, for parents watching who have noticed differences in their child's behaviour, this would affect so many people watching right now. Can you explain your feeling flat test? Yeah, so this is just something that um, there's a lot of research around different things that help our mental health as a toolkit. And often when I've spoken to students, I've kind of checked in on whether or not they've done these things. So it's things like, have you slept well? Have you been outside? Have you done any exercise? Have you spoken to a friend? And how are you eating? And I think we often think that these are really small um, and quite trite responses to when we're feeling you know, badly or poorly. But these are factors that really do improve our mental health. And I know when it was raining a few days ago and I didn't get out for a walk, I felt worse as a result. So if your teen, you know, is feeling lethargic, check that they've done those things and it's an easy test. And, and I think the connecting with peers is so important, especially talking on the phone or face-to-face -face or going for a walk. It is a higher form of communication than texting. Mm. What advice do you have for kids and teens who may need access uh, to mental health help like how do they take that step i guess yeah look at the moment we know there are really long lines for, for counselors and psychologists so um firstly is yes talk to a you know if, if you think that your kid needs to talk to someone do talk to your gp early so that you can get on a wait list but there are also great resources like reach out is fantastic beyond blue and also this way up they're websites that have great resources for teenagers um, and parents as well for navigating how they're feeling. And they've all got really good COVID-specific information. Yeah. Now, a former Lord Mayor for a mum, an ex-Prime Minister for a dad, you are very familiar with the world of politics. We know the cogs can turn very slowly in these big machines. There's red tape and there's reality. <laughs> Should the government be doing more for mental health, do you think? Yeah, I 
think the government's put a lot of money into mental health and they do need to get credit for that, federal and state governments. But I think it's more about the conversation around mental health and recognising that these um, changes, like you say, do take a long time. So it's like schools are, you know, only recently have started talking about mental health and wellbeing in the classroom as a way to promote wellbeing of students are seeing them build, do that building, sorry. Um, but, um, but it's about seeing that a child or a teenager's mental health, it's part of a community and it's, it's, a, it's a village approach. So it's about promoting access to information and also conversations at schools. Yeah. Um, always really good advice, Daisy. Really lovely talking to you this morning. Daisy Turnbull's book. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thank Daisy. you. Her book, Daisy's book, is called 50 Risks to Take with Your Kids. It's out now. And 50 Questions to Ask Your Teens is coming soon.